Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another edition of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, Creator discusses mediums and unusual revelations. You know, here at Get Wisdom, Carl, we've been doing kind of a, a little bit of a deep, deeper dive on uh, mediums, mediumship, and what it means, what we can uh, mine from it, essentially. And we found uh, quite a few unusual little tidbits that are helping to bring forth some quite uh, profound divine wisdom. Well, this is part of our research to answer questions put to creator of all that is about all things human. And this is getting close to home in terms of what we do as a channeler of creator and someone who reaches out to speak to the dead, literally, in all sorts of places and states of being, including in the heavenly realm. And it helps to understand how others get glimmers of psychic connections and so on, the psychic mediums who do readings for people and so on, and how that comes about, what factors are involved, and how can it go wrong when they fall short, why might that be, or when they're misunderstood or misinterpreted, how could this be misrepresented in different ways? So this is a learning opportunity. Absolutely. You asked creator, a prolonged and detailed study of famous mediums has uncovered an unusual collection of observations and anecdotes that hint at what life is like in the light, as well as the scope of impact and influence the departed have on the living. One of the recurring themes, themes hinted at by more than one medium is the notion that the departed sometimes intervene to protect the living. A woman received a reading by a famous medium, was told her recently deceased husband protected her in a catastrophic automobile accident. The woman had fallen asleep and had a head-on collision with a semi-truck. The car was utterly destroyed, but she walked away without a scratch. Did her deceased husband actually protect her, or was this story an exaggerated assertion to mask the more complicated divine intervention of her higher self and angels? What role did the deceased husband actually play, if any? All right, and this is what Creator tells us. This is an accurate communication from that being in the light that he literally saved his wife. The reason that is so is because he was watching over her personally as a light being and saw the accident in her future and petitioned Creator to do something to prevent her demise. It was decided that because the role in helping her would address some karmic business between the two parties and would allow the wife to accomplish things still undone, that would not be the case if her life, too, was shortened by an unfortunate accidental death. A way to balance things more favorably would be to save her from death. So she would go through the accident and its trauma, but would live unharmed and gain the benefit of the life extension. And this would be a direct result of the husband in the light repaying a karmic debt he owed from being careless in prior times together when he died young and she suffered as a result. So this was some good spiritual capital being invested for the both of them. 
that divine grace would allow a reckoning to rebalance things in a way that would help both parties again or help both parties gain. So he was not instrumental in going down and shielding her personally from the impact of the collision. That was done by a team of angelic beings on the scene, having been included in the discussion. So they were well positioned and used the necessary energies to keep her safe, even though her car around her was demolished. There are many stories of such happenings that seem like a miracle because they indeed are a miracle. This is always a story behind, there is always a story behind what happens, but this rarely is perceived and documented in a way that could provide an understanding even for the direct participants, let alone a wider audience. You will see and hear of more and more miracles in the coming days because many who are praying for a divine intervention to help humanity, being under threat as it is, have requested this. So any divine revelations people can relate to in terms of being rescued will help the cause of the divine and the divine human to gain broader support with more humans participating in a prayerful outreach to the divine when it is sorely needed. My response to this channeling was, wow. <laughs> we could probably spend the rest of the show talking about the implications of what is shared here, essentially. Um, you know, the idea that a light being could, first of all, make requests of creator to save a loved one down on the planet from being in an accident. That's huge in its own right. You know, that's that's kind of a revelation right there, Carl. Well, this is an example of what we're talking about, to bring greater clarity, greater depth of understanding by going to the ultimate source to explain verbatim what's going on behind the readings and the incidents for the living relayed by a loved one in the light through a psychic medium, getting bits and pieces of the story, which is typical of what mediums can do. And that story has a deeper and wider implication because we're getting hints as you're seeing, Brian, of the big picture here, that the whole world has big issues. It's not just this woman and her departed husband. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. But it's it's exciting to learn this stuff, is for sure. You asked, Creator, how were, how were the rules of engagement satisfied in the intervention just described above? When a departed loved one is credited with a miraculous intervention, it begs the question, why doesn't this happen to save everyone from accidents? All right, well, here we go. The answer to this question contains the seeds of understanding the human dilemma in toto, meaning totally. So listen up. This is a this is a good answer. Why doesn't everybody get saved from accidental things at least? Creator says, this is an excellent question indeed and allows a deeper look at the divine realm, its workings, and the rules of engagement which limit what the divine can do in any given circumstance with respect to the living. You are here in a grand experiment, having been put in charge of your world and your own life journey with the responsibility for dealing with all that happens, including reckoning with the consequences of errors poor judgment, or unfortunate accidents that come along and threaten your well-being. We cannot jump in and save you because then we would still be in charge of things and not you. This clearly has consequences 
and results in the deaths of many for all sorts of reasons and causes from physical illness, accidental injury, victimization by criminal activity or acts of war when things get out of control on a large scale. We are almost always taking some role, even in those circumstances that arise, because people are falling down in their duty in some way. And the end result is a tragedy that need not happen, but must be allowed if the people involved become powerless and do not reach out to the divine to make up for their shortcomings. This does put a large burden on living humans, first of all, to have belief in us to begin with. We cannot answer a last minute prayer out of desperation from a person who does not truly believe in the divine, but wants to hedge their bets, so to speak, or who might feel personally undeserving because they have sinned in their mind and fear God will not help. Most things that happen of an adverse nature are satisfying the law of karma that brings back around prior difficulties, failures, and obligations to effect a reckoning with whoever caused it. And this will mean something bad will happen in their new life, having reincarnated, but then connecting to their old karmic wounds that are still unhealed. And this will make them vulnerable going forward. The law of karma is what keeps the universe fair and in a state of balance, eventually at least. In your realm, karma is held in abeyance for a considerable period following your actions. What this does is give you greater latitude to experiment, to try things out, to be more bold, more daring, take greater risks, because you will not be immediately subjected to a backlash. The purpose is to give you greater freedom and see if a better balance can be struck in using that freedom wisely. But all too often, people begin to take for granted they can get away with things, and they begin to depart more and more from divine alignment. This puts themselves and others around them at greater and greater risk because acts of selfishness may turn into overcriminality, and it can reach an extreme, even resulting in the deaths of others. Eventually, karma will reckon with all perpetrators, even for a self-inflicted wound, because that is going against your sacred obligation to your soul and its safekeeping. But it might not even be in the current life when that finally takes place. It might be in a subsequent life where you are doing just fine and being happy and successful, and then tragedy will strike. You might develop a horrible chronic illness that leaves you impaired, or it might be fatal and shorten your life. If there is a severe karmic obligation needing to be rebalanced, things can get quite serious. So many times, even if people want a miracle and are desperate and suffering gravely and reaching out to us, even with strong belief in us and in themselves, we must stand aside and honor the law of karma in doing its work because it will serve the person in a way that is highest and best many times to undergo the penalty as a learning experience, a life lesson that will have an impact and will be the best teacher when there are consequences for one's actions. The difficulty humanity faces 
is that with karma delayed, they don't see the connection many times between their actions and things that might happen to them long afterwards, or even in another lifetime, when they have no idea what they've done in prior lives that could possibly have any connection to the current moment as they experience it. We understand this is a severe challenge of you, but the purpose of it is not to be easy and let people get away with their faults, but to impose conditions that still result in there being a learning curve where over time you will get more and more experience dealing with the consequences of your own actions and the actions of others and will gain much wisdom in the art of living. And that is the point of it all to prepare you to be experts in dealing with adversity, especially when the rules are relaxed somewhat. This is creator's plan, that the idea of free agency and free will can be expanded throughout the universe. What you do not realize is that your galaxy is unique in the entire universe in having these conditions. Everywhere else in the universe, many worlds with intelligent beings like yourselves are kept on a short leash and do not have the latitude to be independent and creative in ways humans take for granted. That is because it is not yet certain that physical extensions of the soul can be trusted to right the wrongs they do and deal with the rise of evil, which has happened previously in such settings. Until beings who are more greatly on their own can avoid that pitfall, the wisdom of the enterprise will remain uncertain, and the possibility of a widening might have to be abandoned, at least without a major retooling in starting everything over with a somewhat different configuration of energies. That would be a tremendous setback that would delay your progress for possibly billions of years yet and mean that all that has happened heretofore will not have contributed in an ultimate way to making your destiny come true. This would be most unfortunate. So when bad things happen, we must let you learn your lessons. This is why light beings are constrained from jumping in, as well as your spirit guides, your guardian angels, and so forth, who might be on the scene when tragedy is unfolding, but be powerless to take action. There are certainly many times when people could be saved if they had the presence of mind to ask for divine assistance. But sadly, with the spread of the secular movement, fewer and fewer people are using prayer at all. And when you are seconds away from death, it is not likely you will have the presence of mind to launch an effective prayer quickly enough to turn the tide. She was saved from death and she was saved from injury on this one, Carl. But, you know, the divine could have stepped in a few seconds earlier and just woke her up, right? And then the vaccine could avoid it altogether. So there's a lot of contingencies with this stuff. There's a lot of considerations that are being weighed. That's what we're learning in this. It's not that easy. <laughs> to, well, there's, to, to there's a history. We have a long, long history and a legacy that is our creation and things that were done to us by others around us. That's their legacy as well as yours. You're in it together. You and your perpetrators are joined at the hip. So it's a big karmic dance. And 
oftentimes the easiest way to fix something is let it play out as a kind of a great leveling of energies, but it's painful. Yes. And when we're in the dark, it's doubly difficult to deal with tragedy because it seems so unfair. It seems like it's remotely distant and purposeless, and it makes us feel like God doesn't care and God is absent and all of the critics' uh, uh, assumptions about the the unreality of the divine to begin with. And there's a reason God is silent. God is letting us have our say. Yes. and our control of things. But we're not doing always a good job. And even though she was saved in this particular accident, it doesn't mean there wasn't a comeuppance involved. We don't know what her financial standing was. She lost her vehicle, right? She, that might have created some hardship for her in addition to being you know, saved. So, um, And there was a great negotiation going on. It was decided that, well, you know, there's, it gives him an opportunity to make amends at the same time, but yet that's not going to be granted to everybody. So I, I, I wondered out loud when I read this, you know, in the previous one as well. It's like, I, w- I wonder how many times light beings are petitioning God to intervene for the living on the planet and are being denied. You know? uh, yeah, I think it's probably frequent, but also, yeah. um, you know, perhaps not because they're smart enough to understand what the karmic issues are that are in play. Yes. And they're seeing it and they're realizing their loved one is in a pickle that can't be fixed so readily by an outside intervention. But the key is the intervention usually needs to come from the human side, not yes. from others in the light. Exactly. So this is a kind of exception to the rule. Yeah, And maybe if she had asked for her own intervention, was praying for safety all along, instead of going through an accident, she might have been woken up and then avoided exactly. the accident altogether. So. Keep right. that in mind, people. And keep in mind, visit GetWisdom.com and download the Lightwork Healing Protocol ebook. Get it today. GetWisdom.com slash LHP. And we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Are you disenchanted by the saccharine-laced stories that you were told when you were younger? Behind every success, there is a hidden journey filled with triumph and defeat. On From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay, you'll hear about the challenges that our guests had to overcome to become the successful people that they are today. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the seventh segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We're looking at uh, Creator's discussion of mediums and unusual revelations. And we just went through a couple of rather unusual revelations in the previous segment, Carl. Yeah, we got a tutorial about the whole purpose of everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, what's at stake? So it turns uh, out there's a lot. <laughs> well, this is this is why we do this. We're here to learn and we're here to spread the wisdom. Yes. So when when we ask a simple, straightforward question, we might get a broadside of divine wisdom about all kinds of things and the intricacy and the many interconnections and the implications we might th- not think of that we're because we're just seeing the surface. Yes. So th- this is good. This, this, this is helpful to have this sort of interplay. And we're going to kind of actually jump back a step here with this next question, I think, because it has to do with skepticism about this whole business, you know, what mediums do, because it comes up again and again and again. And every medium who puts themselves on the line is open to criticism and potential exposure. And the critics are always wanting to see that happen. And they're howling uh, for uh, some kind of vengeance at people who purport to talk with the dead and so on when it's so clearly bogus and and takes advantage of people praise on grief yes yes you know and all of that and and so we're going to insert a little bit of that here because we did this along the way and it's all grist for the mill absolutely you ask creator can creator give us a quick summation of the primary differences between a medium and someone who fantasizes readily or is even delusional Writing Creators tells us the following. Here you are referring to common criticisms and skeptical perspectives of those who scoff at that notion that psychic mediumship is a real and valid pursuit. All of these explanations are more likely than not to be false. There are some scammers, but most psychic mediums of any prominence are legitimate and doing the best they can with a fragile and uncertain intuitive ability to connect with people's loved ones and convey a sense of a message. The inability of people to envision such possibilities as someone talking to the dead is the result of a closed mind and a limited ability to think freely. It is the skeptics who are, in a sense, not in balance in being unable to entertain the possibility there is more in the world than dreamt of in their narrow-minded thinking. And it is they who are corrupted and limited. This is because such a state is engineered within most humans by interlopers wanting to control you and limit your perspectives to keep you subjugated. They want you to fear death and believe that you are limited, have a limited reach, a limited lifespan, and because you come from nothing, have no inherent value other than to your own ego. 
In part, this is because the interlopers do not support the divine realm and do not themselves believe in higher power. So it is the doubtful and the skeptic among society who are perpetrating a scam without realizing it in representing non-existence of the paranormal as reality when in fact the opposite is the case. Well, those are some strong words. <laughs> That's the skeptics well, that are perpetrating a scam. And, 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 you know, strong words won't be enough. We can tell you this from yeah. personal experience <laughs> because non-believers are believers in non-existence. They're, they're believers in nothingness. Yeah. And it's, it's like a religion. It's just as ingrained, just as curved in stone as a religious fundamentalist of some persuasion. It, it's a belief system. And they cannot accept new evidence. And this is what Creator's alluding to with the idea of people being closed-minded. This is manipulated to happen. Yeah. So those of you out there who have a faith of some kind and some belief in the divine, you're not in the wrong. And those around you who poke fun or just dismiss it all very casually as you're being misguided at, you know, hopefully, and not as a uh, looking down on you as a simpleton or something. But, <laughs> but this is the expression of an inability to consider possibilities. Yes. And, yeah. and that's what narrow-mindedness is. It is a small place with fence around it. And what you see is what you get. It won't grow. It won't expand. And it won't bring you any growth or learning. It can't. It's a closed shop. Yep. So uh, this is the best one can do because you'll never win an argument. Yeah. That's why you know arguments are kind of a kind of folly. That because it's a clash of beliefs, not just a clash of wills. That's <laughs> and true. Beliefs are the fence. Yep. Fence around us. You asked creator, a police officer attended a group reading of a famous medium. Years earlier, this officer had responded to a call concerning a car accident. It wasn't good. He was doing cardiac compression on a young male victim who died when they were putting him in the ambulance. The officer had never met the young man, but inexplicably grieved the loss and obsessed about his death daily for years, wondering if he had done the right thing and if the young man's soul was okay. What is the backstory of this officer's inexplicable grief for a young man he never met? All right, and this is what Creator tells us. Here in this account of tragedy is yet another line of evidence for the existence of the hereafter and that people who die leave the body in spirit form and then experience a variety of potential consequences. Unfortunately, fully a third of people who pass away remain as an earthbound spirit and do not make it back to the heavenly realm. The odds of this are greater for those who have a sudden unexpected death as in a car accident. When you suddenly are cast into the darkness, no longer have a working body to mount thoughts and with the to, to mount thoughts with in the way you are accustomed, have no sensory input through sight, hearing, touch, showing there's anything in existence. But the semblance of thoughts within your mind, you may not even realize you are dead 
and there may well be distress experienced from being cast into the darkness without a clear appreciation or understanding of what is happening and what to do about it. People only have their intuitive non-local consciousness to work with when they die, but they have not been used to exercising that aspect of their consciousness. It will be new for them and will be weak and inexperienced as a tool. And still there will be a yearning for something familiar, some connection to other humans. This is what happened at this death scene where this police officer was physically in contact with the young man during his passing, trying to revive him and was feeling genuine concern and focused intently on him. When the moment of death arrived, the spirit of the young man who passed on and left the body in yearning for some link to the familiar was able to sense the energy of that police officer close by and set the intention to reach out for it. And what ended up was that spirit of the accident victim attached to the energy field of the policeman who carried him home and lived with that spirit inside him thereafter. It was that troubled young man's spirit, still lost, not fully appreciating where he was and being sad and alone, being perceived by his host as inner discord and disquiet. So the policeman would keep thinking about that young man over and over and over because the young man was actually now inside him energetically and that kept the tragedy of that unfortunate and tragic death in the conscious awareness of the police officer and his inexplicable grief was not just that he failed to revive him, but he was feeling the grief of that young spirit being so lost and alone and going through a living death. And that, and that kept it alive in the awareness of his would-be rescuer. You know, I suspected this was the case uh, going on here, but I, I failed to ask in this question, we failed to ask this question, whether that, he's, that young man is actually still attached as we speak, Carl, to this poor officer. Uh, did you get a, a sense of that at all? Well, I actually did a spirit uh, removal, okay. a spirit rescue, because that is the case. He was still out there in this person. So so this this is uh, an opportunity. And getting definitive information, at least a, a more definitive uh, information about an incident like this, from the light and, and being able to act on it in an, in, uh, in an intelligent and purposeful way yeah, to do some other, real good, not just to tell a story, but right. to right a wrong or, you know, miss, missed opportunity to do some healing to, to set it right. And, well, and this really wasn't missed opportunity because it was really a, a pretty profound reading that was done for this gentleman in the context of the group reading that was performed. Uh, it was very it was very detailed. It was it was quite dramatic and uh, quite the attention getter. And it's actually a shame that that he walked out of that reading experience carrying the problem still with him. You know, like I said, there was a missed opportunity there. So, uh, but this is what we're here for, Carl. Right? Is to, to well, and this. and this part of the teachable moment that we uh, are bringing forward with what we do, because we know this is the case. And I've been told for years that what psychics do is well-intentioned, but it is a missed opportunity because by and large, they don't actually do any healing. They, yeah. they bring forth information and a little bit of insight 
about circumstances and so on. But they don't do deep karmic repair. Right. They don't do things like spirit rescues. They don't yeah. fix the, the past life issues that bring about a malady or an illness or an accidental death in the family or whatever might have been going on. So, so these are important lessons to learn. Yeah, I, I have no doubt that the officer walked out of that reading feeling a little bit better, but didn't get the profound healing needed until that individual was sent to the light. So, U.S. Creator, in group readings, up to several thousand people are present, and the mediums claim they do not participate in any choice about what spirit comes through. How is it determined which spirit gets the channel? Is this all determined by the higher selves of all the participants? Is the most urgent need among the many participants usually addressed? Yes, and this is something that people have puzzled at. Some of the prominent psychic mediums will have maybe several thousand people gathered in a large convention hall and their stadium-like setting. So this is what Creator tells us. While the mediums might claim no purposeful direction of the agenda, that is only true up to a point. They clearly are not looking for anyone in particular among the crowd because they are largely strangers, and that is what makes it impressive. If their friends who accompany them end up getting a reading, that would look contrived and certainly raise eyebrows among skeptics. But nonetheless, mediums have expectations. They have a certain intention in mind. They want to do well. They want to make an impact on things. They want to do their best. And they want to have spirits come through who have a story to tell and who will make an impact for others who are third parties and watching and listening to what is unfolding so they get something out of it as well. That intention is factored into what takes place next. And that will, in fact, be determined by the higher selves of the participants and the sole extension of the departed loved ones as a kind of process to consult with creator so those will be the best match in intention of the physical people in the living <clears throat> and will step forward and connect to the psychic medium and be the subjects of the lesson at hand. Keeping with the rules of engagement that it is human intention that drives things, not the divine determining all that happens and controlling everything. The divine must stand aside most of the time. The beings in the light must stay in the divine realm and not interfere with human doings. They are not allowed unless there is a particular circumstance where there is something for them to contribute, being requested from humans in the living. Then they have permission of the divine to put in an appearance in some way. But that, too, will be carefully controlled in terms of the extent of involvement, the way it comes about to strike a balance within the rules to not be an amazing, overwhelmingly convincing proof of the hereafter, but something more personal for the direct participants, the relatives of the departed who can vouch that the clues, such as they are being shared, do fit their loved one. So all these factors are considered. If there is unfinished business and a karmic benefit to perhaps bring some resolution for the grieving that would gain a higher ranking and support by creator to take part. And sometimes just having a good story that many can relate to will be elevated as a priority because it will be a teachable moment for so many others watching things take place. And that is considered divine grace in action 
and will serve as inspiration for many and encouragement and will help to shore up belief, which is of great benefit. Wow, this is another just really fantastic revelation. Um, going into detail about the goings on behind the scenes and what what factors are involved in bringing forth particular spirit, you know, for the channel to to utilize to to be a channel for. So, I was uh, I was <laughs> thrilled with this answer, Carl. It's it's really deep and profound. Well, it's kind of like uh, you know a human venue of, of uh, you know of entertainment or instruction or what have you. And there's there's people behind the scenes lining up the the, the spokespersons and the guests and and the questions that might be asked and what could be shared and what have to we what do we have to cut out because that might be too complex and on and on and on. You know, there's probably yeah. executive producers and producers <laughs> and assistants and gophers yeah. to acquire knowledge and information and so on. It's a big undertaking to a big a big production, as they say. So but check out our big production, getwisdom.com. You can check out our healing services. We have a healing tab on the menu where you can engage uh, practitioners who have a maybe a, a deeper belief in the divine than you. So you can actually you know, invoke other people to bring forth healing that you might struggle with yourself because of your own belief quotient. These are things that we offer at getwisdom.com. Check it out today, getwisdom.com. We'll be back with the final segment. This is Get Wisdom right after this. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Come back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. 
We're looking at uh, creator's discussion of mediums and unusual revelations. And uh, I think we've had a, uh, a full cup of uh, revelations so far in this uh, particular show, Carl. Well, there's a variety of things that can happen. And uh, this, this next question is about a very highly personal connection of someone with their loved one. And that's the kind of thing the light can do on, on occasion, something really convincing, but just pertaining to these people because they can't prove the existence of the divine, which is a weird rule, but it is a rule. And that's why you don't see more dramatic things happen. It's more garden variety. Oh, they, you know, your uncle Harry says he loves you and he's yeah, with right. you and this sort of thing. You get a lot of that. Sure, sure. And that's the reason they can't go too far to make it really spectacular. But this first one is kind of an interesting exception where it was highly specific and improbable yeah, oh, yeah. from a statistical perspective. Absolutely. You asked creator, in a large group reading, a famous medium walked up to, to a participant, pulled out a bag of M&Ms out of the man's shirt pocket and helped herself to a few. She claimed she was told by the man's departed son that his father didn't believe in mediums. She even licked one and put it in the man's mouth because his son used to do that. If the man was a genuine skeptic, then why was this dramatic display of the paranormal allowed under the rules of engagement? Was the fact that all who chose to be there and even later watched the episode on video were, by their very presence and willful observation, allowing for a paranormal miracle to be on display? Will true skeptics simply dismiss it as a prearranged fraudulent stunt? And this is creator's answer. What you are laying out here gets to the heart of the issues that are always considered carefully with any display of paranormal phenomena involving the departed. It is true that most who come to such events have basic belief. And so putting on a show for them is not violating the rules of engagement because the people themselves attending through free will choice are choosing to believe in such things. So there is no technical violation. But even though this was a wildly improbable coincidence to have happened, to know about M&Ms being special and then licking one and putting it in the skeptic's mouth as the son did in life would be pretty far-fetched as a coincidence. Skeptics cannot help but disbelieve no matter what happens because in most instances, the belief is carved in stone. This is true of most beliefs. They are not temporary and flexible believe sometimes and not others. A belief is a belief by definition and will be very hard to overrule even with the help of other beliefs that might in some respects clash. So that is a complicated discussion. But if you spend any time looking at the work of psychic mediums, if you are open to the possibility of it as a true demonstration of non-local consciousness, connecting souls and the living with those who have departed and are now residing in heaven, you will see that in most cases, the level of proof is less than this more dramatic example. The fact it was allowed to happen was because the medium who was doing the reading loves when something that dramatic takes place because that makes her reputation and it makes it television worthy. And that is how she has built her career for those quite dramatic readings that make people's jaws drop. It does not happen every time. So when it does, it is truly special. So while the light must be very careful to not be overdramatic and too convincing, in order to honor the skeptics in their free will choice to disbelieve, if someone on the human side wants something in the way of a special sign, a convincing demonstration, this might be allowable as long as it is not too over the top. 
So this is a gray area, and you will see a range of examples of these kinds of relative strengths in terms of being a convincer on display. This is why a psychic medium using their own psychic ability to connect might find quite detailed information out about a spirit and relay that to loved ones in the living that are not offered directly by the spirit in the light because it would be too improbable a coincidence and they are not allowed to prove the existence of the hereafter. But if a psychic figures something out in perhaps looking at the Akashic records of what took place with the person's passing, which is open to inspection, and pulls those details out and mentions them as though they are coming from the spirit in the light and may not be aware that it is not the case because it is just coming to mind for that psychic, it is not breaking the rules. It is simply illustrating that it is human beings who hold power in the earth plane and can do things that the divine cannot because of free will privileges. Well, this one gets a double wow, Carl. <laughs> you know, this whole notion of, uh, you know, of a medium talking to a spirit and getting information and thinking that it's all from the spirit. But in fact, some of them may be coming from their own reading of the Akashic records because they've yes. it enhanced their skill. They've reached out intuitively for, you know, this particular medium in this case has been doing it for 33 decades, you know. So you can begin to, you know, your ability grows. It doesn't shrink. It doesn't even stay, stay static. It, it, it expands. So she, getting better and better and better, and they're able to start doing more and more on their own without the spirit providing it for them. That's pretty remarkable. Yes. Well, this is, this is an area that's been a personal interest to me and the curiosity behind it, because as a channeler, I get things verbatim, but the people in the light don't tell me convincing specifics many times because of the rules. Right. Whereas a psychic medium can get bits and pieces. And, but yet they'll come up with something like this, that just is so specific to the person. It's undeniable. It's them. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I've always wondered, you know, why can't I get that from, from people I channel? Well, that's, that's the difference. The psychic's doing it outside the loop. Yep. Through yep. going around the, those rules that apply to the light beings. Right. And going and, you know, with their spyglass and looking at what's, what they right. can discern and, and, and uncover from what's on record and then piecing it together. And then it feels like it's coming from the spirit, but part of it is just that detective work. So this, yeah. is, this is an explanation for the contrast. Absolutely. You ask creator, all the mediums studied advocate prayer in their books and confess to using prayer regularly for protection. Yet in their shows, prayer is hardly ever mentioned. And when it is, it's incidental and never portrayed as necessary. Why is this so? And can Creator share why empowered prayer and the light worker healing protocol are necessary for mediums and every human being? All right, these are Creator's words. Mediums who are uncorrupted and successful in doing their work are almost universally prayerful in their approach, but may well not appreciate how important a role it is in keeping them safe which they usually take for granted. That is why they do not take the trouble to stress the importance of prayer for safety before doing any kind of intuitive exercise, even just meditation, let alone something like remote viewing or exploring other realms or dimensions intuitively. This is a lost opportunity and contributes to the state of affairs in society that people increasingly dismiss the idea of prayer as more akin to a faint hope 
than a reality of producing some tangible benefits. That is a hallmark of loss of faith, which is ongoing and growing in the worsening of things, because the two go hand in hand. The less you interact with the divine and ask for help, the more the darkness gains power. While many psychics proclaim new, great new things coming, this age of enlightenment, the shift is on and we will ascend, those are expectations and a potential that is creator's plan, but we can tell you it will not happen until humanity has been healed. You are not ready to ascend. There are too many broken hearts, people who are sick and infirm, people who are disgusted, confused, and acting poorly, even criminally, and certainly neglecting their soul in its development and being unkind and indifferent to the suffering of others who are not of immediate benefit to them, and on and on. The widespread suffering is a direct illustration of why we tell you these things. It is all a consequence of inadequate divine alignment and corruption allowed to take root and grow. This can be turned around, but will take a concerted effort. That is why, that is what empowered prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol are needed for desperately to bring about. Not just for psychic mediums, but indeed every living human, so they can continue to contribute their light to the cause of the divine, to help keep things elevated in supporting humanity directly and indirectly through interactions with others. This is what you were made for and your purpose. Your incarnation is specifically to help with solving the problem of evil that is behind all the corruption and the great need for safety. You are living in a dangerous world, not a safe nest where you will be happy and content because your needs will be met and there will be no hazards to destroy you. The opposite is the case. The darkness is working directly and purposefully through the dark extraterrestrial alliance to annihilate humanity within a few years. If you do not arrange enough healing for them to make them withdraw and leave you be, at least for a time. That break from the action is needed to allow recovery and improvement across the board with healing so you can be ready to ascend and escape the danger zone you inhabit. So even if the extraterrestrials return, they will find you gone and out of reach. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is the premier healing tool that encompasses all sources of negativity that can befall a person. With precise wording in how to enlist divine cooperation and support to come to your aid and the aid of all others you act on behalf of, to save everyone and everything from the consequences of this predatory subjugation and dark intentions for destruction. <clears throat> If you are willing to read an instruction manual and embrace the use of the protocol, you can be guided to do so with recorded prompts so you do not even have to remember the many details of its workings. You simply need to follow along and set the intention within your mind for it to happen so it is a request of yours being stated. This is done in the privacy of your own mind and in secret. So you are not taking any personal risks whatsoever, but are contributing divine energy 
that will be compounded through many other participants working independently, but whose efforts can all be pooled because that is part of the request from the protocol that it be so, as well as a number of other kinds of leverage to greatly enhance the individual reach of each participant. As a human being in the physical, your energy is attenuated and your intuitive reach is meager at best. You do not have the spiritual standing to speak for everyone, so your prayers alone cannot save the world. You need a way to leverage the power of your own intentions and desires and enlist the help of others and combine efforts with them. This is possible to do through the divine on your request without you having to go to all the trouble of constructing a vast network. We have made this as easy for you as we can. There must be a desire and a wherewithal to embrace our suggestion and implement it. It will change your destiny and that of the entire universe. There could not be more at stake than that. The question now is, will you heed the warning and take the action needed to save yourselves and all the others whose futures are in the balance? Well, I would, I would say that the thing that keep, people should keep in mind about prayer is that it's, it's not a tool for informing God of your intentions. God already knows, Creator already knows what's needed. But what's needed is that you give permission to the divine to intervene. That is something that Creator can't create on its own. That's what you have to provide, and that's really what prayer is needed for. And you have to have well, faith, and you have to... You have to have standing, and you know you have, to, you have to feel like you're worthy of asking the request of the divine. There's a lot involved, Carl. Well, and you have to know what the problem is, the big problem. Yeah. And most people don't. They don't know the world is in danger globally from outside inter, interlopers. They just think they're having trouble with their career. They're having trouble with their marriage. They've got a kid who's becoming an addict. They've they've got a lost love. They they're grieving. Uh, a departed one, and and so on. And they don't look beyond the end of their own nose at what's going on elsewhere and linking it together and seeing the the, the reality. It's all interconnected. Check it it's, out, com. That's all we have this week, Carl. Sorry, got to right. go. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week.